Section 51 of American Scenery, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. American Scenery, Volume 1, by Nathaniel Parker Willis. Section 51, Valley of the Shenandoah, from Jefferson's Rock this is one of the most harmonious combinations of mountain vale and river to be found in america we know not whether to call it more beautiful or grand fine as is all the scenery of this neighbourhood however it is not till very lately that the current of travel has turned thither and but partially yet harper's ferry will soon be a resort for admirers of nature from all nations and it may well share the honors of pilgrimage with trenton falls and niagara steam navigation across the atlantic will make our new world lions as tame as the pyramids it is difficult at least for me to stand on any eminence commanding a landscape wild yet formed for a blessed human residence without seeing in it the forfeited inheritance of the red man the unpicturesque new village of the white man his mill or his factory does not convey to my imagination an image of happiness and i regret the primitive rover of the wild who neither blackened nature with smoke nor violated her harmony with brick and shingle the tide of sympathy seems turning of late against these oppressed tribes and it is not amiss sometimes to remember our own atrocities as well as theirs what will be thought hereafter of the massacre of the poor conestogos as related in the history of these middle regions of our territory on the first arrival of the english says the chronicler messengers from this tribe entered into a treaty of friendship with the first proprietary william penn which was to last as long as the sun should shine or the waters run in the rivers this treaty has been since frequently renewed and the chain brightened as they express it from time to time it has never been violated on their part or ours till now as their lands by degrees were mostly purchased and the settlement of the white people began to surround them the proprietor assigned them lands on the manor of conestogo which they might not part with there they have lived many years in friendship with their white neighbors who love them for their peaceable inoffensive behavior it has always been observed that indians settled in the neighborhood of white people do not increase but diminish continually this tribe accordingly went on diminishing till there remained in their town on the manor but twenty persons namely seven men five women and eight children boys and girls of these she hayes was a very old man having assisted at the second treaty held with them by mr penn in seventeen hundred one and ever since continued a faithful friend to the english he is said to have been an exceeding good man considering his education being naturally of a kind benevolent temper this little society continued the custom they had begun when more numerous of addressing every new governor and every descendant of the first proprietary welcoming him to the province assuring him of their fidelity 
and praying a continuance of that favor and protection which they had hitherto experienced they had accordingly sent up an address of this kind to our present governor john penn esq on his arrival but the same was scarcely delivered when the unfortunate catastrophe happened which we are about to relate on wednesday the fourteenth december seventeen hundred sixty three fifty-seven men from some of our frontier townships who had projected the destruction of this little commonwealth came all well mounted and armed with firelocks hangers and hatchets having travelled through the country in the night to conestogo manor there they surrounded the small village of indian huts and just at break of day broke in upon them all at once only three men two women and a young boy were found at home the rest being out among the neighboring white people some to sell the baskets brooms and bowls they manufactured and others on other occasions these poor defenceless creatures were immediately fired upon stabbed and hatcheted to death the good shehays among the rest cut to pieces in his bed all of them were scalped and otherwise horribly mangled then their huts were set on fire and most of them burned down the magistrates of lancaster sent out to collect the remaining indians brought them into the town for their better security against any further attempt and it is said condoled with them on the misfortune that had happened took them by the hand and promised them protection they were put into the workhouse a strong building as the place of greatest safety these cruel men again assembled themselves and hearing that the remaining fourteen indians were in the workhouse at lancaster they suddenly appeared before that town on the twenty seventh december fifty of them armed as before dismounting went directly to the workhouse and by violence broke open the door and entered with the utmost fury in their countenances when the poor wretches saw they had no protection nigh nor could possibly escape and being without the least weapon of defence they divided their little families the children clinging to their parents they fell on their faces protested their innocence declared their love to the english and that in their whole lives they had never done them injury and in this posture they all received the hatchet men women and children were every one inhumanely murdered in cold blood end of section fifty one